With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it is Angie with the good news. Very excited. Donna Hetzler, author and speaker, is here with me, helping me with the show today. And we have some of our friends from ARC here with us as well. And some good news stories. Dominic Rivera, who works with the Ambassadors, is here. And then we have Adam. Adam is back again. Adam, how long have you been with ARC as an ambassador? Gosh, I just discussed that with Louise. What did they say? Uh, Six, seven years, I believe. Oh, yeah. Twelve years. Uh, six, seven years or 12. Or 12, yeah. <laughs> yeah six, seven years or 12. Yeah. Seven. Sure feels and, longer. And, and Ryan uh, with uh, ARC, this is your first time on the show. Is that right, Ryan? Uh, that's right. And you want me to put this on Facebook, don't you? That's right. Uh, I think I I think I will do that. Yes. I um, As you know, Donna, we often share good news stories. And because I have a close uh, relationship with ARC and the ambassadors, just had the ARC truck at the house. They're, they know me by name now, by the way, when I call... 303-238-J, and they're like, oh, wow. is this Angie again? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. they just answer, hey, yeah, Angie, like, how what's up? She, <laughs> how does she have so much stuff is what they're thinking. It's like, <laughs> how <laughs> on earth does this lady have so much uh, stuff? Sorry for the drivers who have to talk to you, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. Uh, so with that said, oh, I'm going to flip it because if we're going to go live, Ryan, I'm going to have to uh, go uh, live. Okay, so I have a question for you. Um, why do you like uh, being... An ambassador, Ryan. What? What is I, great? I like ambassador. I worked at that place not so many years. Well, I um, really enjoy working with the ambassadors because I feel like uh, Adam that uh, you guys have so much to offer, and also I really find that a lot of the ambassadors are very positive, and yeah. there's a real positive vibe uh, at Arc. So, mm-hmm. what? What? Why do you like working with ARC so much, Adam? You've been there a long time. I started as customer service officer, and then on the application, it literally says, where do you want to end up? I put loss prevention, and then a few, oh, God, a a while later, uh, Jen, who, uh, Spees, who was my uh, supervisor back then, said, hey, Adam, there's a position opening in uh, loss prevention. I put your name in. So, hey, I got to ask you, Adam. Um, mm-hmm. You said your goal was to marry a police officer. Have uh, you met her yet? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> he I said did, that. Yes, oh. actually, actually, I did. But there's one, some dra- there's one drawback. Oh yeah. She had a, a little silver ring on her finger. Oh, yeah, that would be a big drawback. Is <laughs> <laughs> that pretty so. funny, Ryan? She she already had a husband. Oh, so. yeah, that didn't work out very well. Yeah, Hey, I have a really cool good news story uh, for you. It involves a young man. He has Down syndrome, and uh, he and his father are very close, and uh, he likes crazy socks. And so crazy they, socks? Yeah, crazy socks. You know, what? Yeah, like crazy, you know, like socks that you wear. You know, crazy socks. Right. And so he and his dad started his own business. So he has Down syndrome, and he has a job just like you do. 
and uh, he started this business, and it's about his crazy socks. And you would not believe how much money they're making now. So let's uh, start. No with... way. No, I'm serious, Ryan. <laughs> we mean no way. It's yeah. true. <laughs> he's got his own business, and he's selling his crazy socks. Nice. And he's making tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, sell, yeah, tens of thousands of lots of money selling crazy right, socks. Oh, I think that's no a number you can't even put into figures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's listen to the story, and then you guys will hear, and then we'll come back live in a few minutes. You got it. We get to run a business based on principles we believe in, and we get to show that you can do the right thing, treat people well, and succeed. And I get to work with my son. I, I like to work with my fair father. <laughs> Your favorite father, huh? That's pretty good, since you only have one father. Yeah. <laughs> Take another photo with me. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John and Mark Cronin are taking the sock business by storm. The father and son entrepreneurs and Long Island natives started John's Crazy Socks in December 2016. And within four short months, they've already outgrown their first office. In December, we had 452 orders. We did about $13,000 in revenue. March, things exploded. We did 10,000 orders, and we did over $350,000 in revenue. When the duo started, they chose to donate some of their earnings to charities. Today, 5% of their earnings go to the Special Olympics, and they have dedicated charity socks that raise money for Autism Speaks, the Dr. Susan Love Cancer Research Foundation, and the National Down Syndrome Society. Today, the company has 21 full and part-time staff, with four of those workers being on the autism spectrum. The more we can do for other people, the better off we are. We have a simple mission, spreading happiness through socks. And that imbues everything we do. And it's because of this young man. And it's his enthusiasm, his joy, that affects everything we do here. I love my business. I'm so inspired of my dad. I want to work with him. All right, are you kidding me? That That's is a great story. Stops. And what I love no. about it is he says, treat people well and succeed. And I mean, that's the key to life. And that's what you guys do at ARC. You that's just right. embrace people, you treat them well, and you are successful that's, in what you do. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. That is right. You know who told me that? Lloyd. He said you guys it's are the Lloyd did it. I know that something. I work at me store and I'm selling ears. I like them and I like me. Oh, he <laughs> likes them and they like him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, like that. Lloyd says that is the secret to uh -huh. your success. The my boss, Monica, and she, she told me all, everything. She taught you everything. Ryan's had several different yeah. managers at at the store that he works at, and so he remembers all of them and likes to go visit them from time to time. You uh -huh. visit your old managers. Yeah, old managers, new managers. I like it. Oh, you like them so much you go visit them? I think uh -huh. that's so sweet. Yeah, dear. I'll bet they're so excited to see you. Yeah. And Adam, you're in loss prevention now. Yeah. Uh, your Still mom on. and dad started something so cool called Adam's Camp, yes, which is separate from ARC. Yes, uh, and the ARC ambassadors are differently abled. And your parents started this camp so that they could bring uh, different uh, medical people, facilitators. Like, let's say for when you were a little kid, they'd bring, like, your doctor in, your physical therapist in, your counselor in. So everybody that treats you comes together as a community, and then they can work out a treatment plan together rather than all of these doctors being separated. Right, and never right. communicating together right. about you. Right. How cool is that? 
Absolutely. Very cool. And it's still now going. We, now we have camps in Colorado, New Hampshire, New England. Um, where else? Ireland? Ireland? Yeah, we're dad's in charge. Oh. My father's in charge of uh, outreach, and so um, this gal named uh, Grania Ash came to Kim Adams camp with her with her daughter Rose, and at the end of the at the end of the week, Grania was so happy. She's like, "Oh my gosh, we have got to have one of these in Ireland." Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is so neat. Is neat. And they named it after you, Adams Camp. Uh, and I've I've been up there when the campers are up at the YMCA, the Rockies, and it's super cool what they do and how happy the families are right, to have absolutely. everyone that helps their kids absolutely. there together to communicate and come up with a plan. Um, Ryan, how long have you worked for Ark? Seven. Seven years? Yeah, that's right. And so you have a lot of managers, obviously, that you go and visit. Are they pretty happy when you come to see yeah. them? Yeah. I, I talk about mom. I like my life. You like your life? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love I that. one of the best things anyone's ever said on the good uh-huh. news. I like my life. No wonder you love your job, Dominic. I know. I like my job. I like my life. You and like I think Dominic had said that at the last interview that you were here with Beatrice and me. You said, I love what I do. You know, and you couldn't even articulate it or put it into words. You said, you just have to come see what I do. You do, and don't you? you love your yes, life, Dominic, and we appreciate your service. And what you. The, the um, ambassadors absolutely love you. And how does that feel to be that adored by all of these people that think that you are just, what do they say, the cat's pajamas? It's, uh, it's a big responsibility. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are looking up to me, so I, I hope I'm doing a good job in, in helping you guys. So, Thanks, sir. You is are. he doing a good job, Ryan? No, always a yeah. good job. Always a good always. job? Yeah, he is. I'm his personal assistant on, no. Okay, how would you explain it, sir? I, I said we're equals, remember? I'm your assistant. <laughs> Even better. Look at that. Yes, no, I worded it to the Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy that I wrote to to see if we could do classes. That's because you're in loss prevention. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> you are you sure you love your life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I'll awesome. Bet, I'll bet you're probably one of the best employees because you're so enthusiastic. Are you like a favorite when people come to ARC? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the display. You know, hockey display, wrestling display, sports too. Are you always happy? Always happy. I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You're always happy. It's hard not to <laughs> smile when you're around. I'll bet it. Yeah, he's a yeah. sweetheart. I mean, he demanded I put him on Facebook. He's like, yeah, I'd like you to put me on he Facebook. Did. We had a discussion out there, and he was like, she's going to put it on Facebook, right? And I'm like, well, I'll ask her. It's <laughs> <laughs> Why did you want to be on Facebook? Because it's fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Lloyd always says that, you know, that they're really the secret, the ambassadors to the success of ARC, but also the reason you guys don't have much turnover. And I, I tell people, you know, I love to shop at ARC because I get great deals. In fact, you know, I just staged my home. Uh, to sell and I bought so many things at ARC to put on the walls and you see the pictures people are like wow did you have a professional stager in that's actually how I got my that's how I actually got my first furniture was uh my I was doing Pilates at the time and the client after me her and her husband used to flip houses and that's how I got my first set of furniture 
Oh, that's great. Arc. I love yeah. it. Not, love our, it. not through ARC, but through them. So, And I, I think I need another couch and stuff like that, even if my mom thinks I don't. So. Well, get them at ARC. People ask me if I was if I had a professional stager, and I said no. I just kept going into ARC on the way home from work because it's right across the street. Whoa. And I kept looking oh, for things. Yeah. Oh, I got all these black and white pictures. Uh, I mean, tons of them. And you know? just for the viewing audience that don't know that uh, you stage your house, what, what kind of figures are we talking for? Oh. How much money did you spend on staging your house? Well, I spent probably a lot more on repairs, but you know, you can get pictures under ten dollars. Right. I got a carpet for like I don't know un- hey. under twenty, like a cool rug, mm-hmm. um, and then like lots of vases and things like that for a couple of dollars, like crystal vases. Wow. I did get a lamp that was um, I googled it. It was under ten, and when I googled it, it was on sale for eBay. It was from nineteen fifty, and it was three hundred dollars, and I got it for under ten. Is that a pretty good deal, Ryan? Oh yeah. It's a really good deal. Well, that's one of the uh-huh. best things about the Arc Thrift Stores is that we get brand new items every day, or new items yeah. every day. Yeah, every week when I go, there's new stuff. Yep. Yeah. So you it's never know what you're tr- going to find. Oh, the truck comes with everything. It's because the truck's coming from my house because I donate yeah. so much stuff to you. All that stuff donate. All that stuff. Yeah, call the truck, too, 303-238-JANE. They'll come right to your house and they'll do donations. I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like, instead of one truck, three trucks. To come to my house? Your house. (laughs) Just for yours. Yeah. I I shop that trucks is in my place all the time. You You donate things, too? Yeah. Even though I work there, I still get calls saying, hey, do you want us to come pick up some stuff? I'm like, my the first time that happened, I picked up, I'm like, um... I actually work for you people, so I donate there all the time. Like, okay, thank you. Well, and I think people don't realize how much they help when they donate and they shop there. It truly yeah. is at ARC, uh, Shopping with a Purpose, yeah. uh, 303-238-JANE, if you want to donate things uh, because you're helping out the ambassadors like Adam uh-huh. and like my Ryan. My mom has to do the stuff, and I just wait and donate. Yeah, donate. Yeah, same with my dad. He has yeah. to donate, too. I, I just um, am... I feel really blessed and honored to be, you know, know. to work with your organization. Yeah. Because I'll be I worked that place. My boy gave me a hot, give me a, give me that job in the first place. Me, and my mom, you go to that store all the time. I'm doing education. My God, give me that job. That's easy. And pizza cake. Right. Ryan's brother helped him get the job, and his first manager was Monica, and he's oh. been there ever since. And we're actually yeah. opening a new store in, a, in about a month, which is closer to Ryan's house. And when I've asked him, do you want to transfer to the new store? Oh, I think so. No want to. He wants to stay with <laughs> his friends. I keep that job. That. Oh, when you've been there so long. I want to share one more story. Because I think that, you know, raising awareness about how wonderful the ambassadors are and what they have to offer and how much joy they get out of their work. Um, Adam, you've talked many times about how much you love your work um, in loss prevention at ARC. This little girl, um, she's just... um, eight years old and she brings uh, she has down syndrome uh she brings cookies to the fire department and the police department and she prays for them and i, I just I thought it was too. just a super sweet story yeah you're a huge fan of the police department oh yeah i've been interested in cops since i was a young kid in Enjoy fact kid. uh that rolls me over to my next point my father and i are going on a police station um like we're going to be in wiggins we're going to be in longmont and Brush. You mean like a ride along? Like a tour? No, 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 just tours. Just tours. Oh, wonderful. That's neat that your dad's doing that. We scheduled the tour Greeley, and then the next next couple were just going to go give them some snacks and stuff and just. Oh, and just to cheer them up. All right, well, that's what this little girl does. Take a listen. Nice. Okay. Helping a big sister in the kitchen. I got it. Is itself. Ready? A treat. 
I'll make a cookies right now. But Sophina Lindquist's cookies are just part of what she has cooking. Yeah. Sophina no. doesn't just deliver cookies to the Sartell Police Department. Thank you. She fills even windowless hallways <laughs> with sunshine. Hey. Then, wow, everybody's here today. She does it again. From police to paramedics, with fire stations also among Safina's roughly 20 cookie stops. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for the cookie. She works on knowing every firefighter's name. Oh. It's special having somebody like her come. How are you, sweetie? Oh. How are you? Good. Thank you for the cookie. Oh. Who wouldn't enjoy a freshly baked Thank you. cookie? But Sophina's story gets even sweeter. <laughs> One of the verses in the Bible, it's Sophina's verse that was given to me when I found out I was pregnant with her. And that was that uh, the simple are going to teach the wise. Oh, my goodness. Here she is, this Wasn't little girl it? teaching the wise. Not that. Isn't that sweet? Well, there's more. Here's part two. And anytime Sophina hears a siren. Look at how fast they're getting ready. She offers something more. You. I'll pray for you. Help them to stay safe. Sophina prays often. Yep. Yep. For all her first responder friends. Their names graced her prayer list during the most recent of her many hospital stays for conditions that contributed to her small stature. No one would ever guess Stays over here. that Sophina is eight years old. Oh, thanks. How are you? The commander, the assistant chief, Thank you. and St. Cloud's police chief. Thank you, honey. All keep Sophina close as well, even between her visits. One of God's angels, and, and she watches over us, and we appreciate it. Pure goodness, the way we like to think it can be. Sweeter still. Oh, careful. Okay. Because all it took to make it so was a big-hearted little girl and a cookie. What an uh -huh. awesome story. That's a Isn't great it? story. Yeah, yes. Cookies and cool prayers. Is that, though? Adam loves uh, police and firefighters, yes. police in particular. I Ryan do. has Down syndrome. And so, like, yeah. that's the perfect story for us to just show uh, the joy that people like the ambassadors mm -hmm. bring to others. I have a customers that parents and kids. Yeah. Is it customers that? Yeah. Love that. All right. I want to make sure that uh, people know how to find ARC. And again, what does the money go for when we shop there? It's not just like a regular store. The money helps other people. Right. We have uh, 14 chapters uh, across the state where they, all of the money raised inside of our the ARC thrift stores goes to fund them. And they, in turn, help people advocate for uh, families and individuals that, have a, that are differently abled. Love it. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, let's go ahead and a uh, uh, website. Uh, website is yep. arcthrift.org. And if you want to see a really big picture, Dominic, arcthrift.org, I'm sorry, arcthrift.org, www course, slash Dominic. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got to check out Dominic. Okay. Really? <laughs> no, there's oh, not a picture Twitter. of you up there, is there? surprises. Yeah, there's always surprises. Yes. Nothing dangerous. Oh, I, I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Really appreciate you. Was it fun, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to think of you tomorrow when I get up. I'm going to say, I love my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do love your life, don't you? 
hey, that's a lesson for all of us yes. to be more appreciative of our jobs Absolutely. and what we do and uh, be grateful for the mm -hmm. opportunities we have. Mm -hmm. Hey, wherever you're planted in life, uh, you know, you always have an opportunity to um, to shine and be kind to others that's and make so a true. difference, regardless yep. of what your job is. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hey, me too, everybody. Hi, Mom. Hi, Hi, Mom. Dad. Hi Dad. <laughs> we'll be right back. I love you. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human human being. We have feelings and we have emotions and if given the chance we can shine and I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people. A lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember every Saturday you get 50% off most items in the store. Welcome back to the good news. Angie Austin here, Donna Hetzler, author and speaker, still with me. And we are thrilled that we have Dana and Tom Yoy joining us. And you you two have quite a story. I just watched the trailer from the movie that was based on your story and your daughter's story, right? And your blog, correct, Dana? So welcome to both of you. And uh, so you've been in this together, this whole journey. Mm -hmm. And I think what really struck me having three kids in elementary school right now was they're in that stage at the beginning of the trailer of the movie. Mm -hmm. And um, they're in that stage where everything's pink and butterflies. And, yes. you know, my daughter likes to, you know, every, like the, the, in the Trolls movie, the watch goes off and she wants to sing and dance and hug like hourly. <laughs> like she's in that stage and that's how the trailer started. Yeah. And then things became more difficult. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, give us a synopsis of your story, and then I want to get into the whole healing part of it and how you have a message of hope now for parents who are dealing with difficult situations with their children. So Dana, we'll start with you because it, you started the blog, correct? Yes, yes. Well, um, had a lot of hopes and dreams for our daughter. Mm -hmm. 
thought that there was this formula for parenting. Do enough of this and that, and you'll get what you want. Right. And uh, Renee was always a challenging child, but um, had a lot of beautiful qualities. But she definitely kept us on our toes, on my knees, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we saw the first signs of trouble when she was 12. And she cut herself for the first time. I really thought it was just another temper tantrum. Just <laughs> looked differently. Uh, she'd had a lot of those. And she had been in trouble that day for something I caught her doing. And, and so you thought maybe she was trying to get attention by doing this. I, I, I was totally at a loss for any explanation. This was and, you know, and when we were kids, I didn't ever hear about anyone cutting. Did no, you? I didn't Dave, either. you're younger than we are. Is that something you heard about as a kid? Yeah, in high school, okay. uh, all the girls like to do it. Uh, I, I felt like a lot of it was for attention, but there were some girls that really needed some, some help. And that's what you were thinking. And Tom, did you know about this cutting thing? No, I'd never seen or heard of it before. So it was so foreign. We didn't know how to process that. This was 18 years ago. Okay. And it was not popular at the time. Renee said she never had heard of it before. Really? Knew no one who did it. Wow. Just the thought came to her from nowhere. And later I said, I know where that came mm -hmm. from. It wasn't from God. Right. Um, so, yes, when I walked back in her room after I gave her some time to just settle down, and saw that both of her arms were just, she looked like she'd been in a fight with a cat, and that cat won, that kind mm -hmm. of scratching. Um, oh, yeah, it was like the wind was just knocked out of me. I'll I bet. couldn't understand. Just like you were seeing evil. You know what I mean? Like, yes. not her. I mean, something coming into your lives that yes. you couldn't quite understand, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your daughter's got, like, bleeding scratches on her arms. Mm -hmm. That's scary. And um, I'm very ashamed of the fact that I was too embarrassed and proud to get help. Mm. I didn't want to believe. I was still in denial. No, this can't mean anything's really wrong. She's just, she just wow. had this fit, and, and it'll go away. And then I threatened her, sadly, uh, that this is not good. You don't do this. Is it wrong? If you ever do this again, you'll have to see a counselor. Like, that was some terrible punishment. I have asked her to forgive me for that, which she has. And that's the one thing that we wish we'd done differently and that she also wishes we had. Although she acknowledges, I don't know, Mom, if I would have actually talked to a counselor at that time. But having the opportunity would have been great. So you were saying to other parents or someone listening right now, don't let your pride keep you from reaching out for help yes. early. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. And my sister was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia in her early 20s. And my parents took five years. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just denial. Like, this can't be, you know. And my they're sister. They're scared. They're scared. They're, they're thinking this think can't be happening. It, you think if you, put a, if you say we need help, you're admitting that there might it really There's be a problem. problem. That's so true. It's not like an admission. Yes, yes. And then they've got to actually deal with the situation of, right. you know, oh, now what do I do with this? Yeah. Not My knowing. brother was a paranoid schizophrenic That's right. as well. Yes. But with us, there was no denying it. The episode when mm. he was a teenager was so extreme that the police were called. Mm. He was going down the street with, yeah. uh, I believe, no pants on with a fake gun, which in this day and age oh, wow. right. will get you shot. But yes. in our little small town, it was a musket from mm -hmm. Disney World. And uh, he was immediately put into uh, a lockdown facility. Mm -hmm. That's how quickly it happened in our family. And there was no mm -hmm. denying help deny because that. the yeah. police were called. Mm -hmm. Right. So you don't get her help at that point in time. Mm -hmm. She's just 12. And mm -hmm. that's, even though she'd been strong-willed, let's say, prior to that, mm -hmm. and maybe some issues, this was the first sign that maybe there was going to be some trouble ahead. Right, right. 
And it didn't happen again for a number of years. We had the often typical tumultuous middle school years. Yeah. And she, one of the big red flags looking back that were happening uh, was that she had a lot of difficulty establishing and keeping close relationships. That was a real problem for her. And, and was it your only child? Is she your only child? Middle. Middle. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm a middle too. Okay. Um, so, and Tom, uh, did mm. you sense that there was something wrong or is this something that you were kind of letting Dana take the lead on or were you uh, highly involved in what was going on as well at the time? Well, we were both in the bedroom at the same time when we found her. And again, we were both mystified of what this was. And so we didn't do anything. Uh, but then it began to surface uh, actually later. She was doing more cutting? It came, it came out in her uh, late high school years that she started cutting again and became suicidal mm -hmm. and told us. And we were living overseas at the time, and we knew we had to come back to the States. We couldn't get the kind of help which she needed. Uh, overseas. And Dana, give your, um, your, your blog website so people mm. who also are dealing with kids or feeling a sense of hopelessness can find that hope and, and that Christian loving family uh, uh, parent uh, kind of community. Uh, that's what I sensed, by the way, yes. when I went to your blog site. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of talk of prayer, but also I thought, boy, if my kids were in a situation like this, I would really feel some camaraderie or community support on your website. Mm. Yes, we try to provide a lot of resources there in, in addition to the blog. So it's hopeforhurtingparents.com. Hopeforhurtingparents.com. And I see and a blog here when you're, when Mother Day, when Mother's Day hurts, mm -hmm. um, when your child breaks your heart, there's and, no and break on the holidays. Yeah, no break. Mm -hmm. and, and also just the, the praying together right. and for your kids. Yes, I love this. And I'm going to send it to my mom. So, it, and this story and ended up becoming a movie, your family story and your story <laughs> of Crazy. Renee. So the middle school years, those are difficult, but then things get worse in high school. Yes. Mm -hmm. What happens in high school? Well, again, she told us that she was very depressed and suicidal. So That's we came a back scary to thing States. to hear. Because oh. when my daughter, who's oh. nine, says, I feel weird again. Mm. I like my eyes get all big. Like, what do you mean you feel weird? What's weird? Be? What do you mean weird? What's weird? What, why do you feel weird? You know, like, so she outright says, I feel depressed. I'm suicidal. Yes. That's yes. terrifying. Yes. And, you know, you don't want to leave their side. You're no. afraid every moment. Mm -hmm. You know, is this the moment that they're alone and they're going to do something? Uh, we were just panic-stricken. Now, she uh, had been pushing back a lot at rules and boundaries and in trouble a lot, more and more. And we did know she was experimenting with alcohol and drugs, not knowing that there were mental health issues going on, the sensory processing disorder where she was overly sensitive to all external stimulus. We didn't know all of these factors were happening and that that was why she was doing these things. We just thought she's being rebellious and difficult, but there and was it, more. And I wonder when a kid feels different like that. I now feel that one, both of my brothers had mental health issues, two, two of my three brothers. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's why they started the drugs, like mm -hmm. self-medicating themselves mm -hmm. to right. feel better or normal or different or to try to get out of their own skin because of whatever was going on in their brains. And so in her case, she was experimenting with these things, maybe hoping the depression or... Uh, you know, the suicidal feelings would go away if she tried these other, you know, drugs. Mm -hmm. And she thought it was normal. She told us later, she thought everybody felt that way, which was one reason she never talked to us about it. She just thought, I just have to, they can't help me. I have to learn how to deal with this on my own. And it just broke our hearts. Oh, why didn't you talk to us? We would have tried to get you some help. 
But that's what they often do. They hide it. They hide it. They hide it very well. And so your teenage girl uh, years, you're scared. She says she's depressed and suicidal. She's experimenting with drugs and alcohol, which you were kind of maybe a little aware of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what? Well, we come back to the States and uh, got her to counseling. And she did well immediately for the first several months. And then when she went into her senior year, uh, well, actually her junior year, um, always gotten good grades. It never affected her grades. She was she did soccer, played soccer, made the varsity soccer team early. Uh, but one evening she came home and she said, I met a, another athlete who played softball. She would like for me to spend the night. And uh, we called the parents, got to know who they were a little bit. And then we said, this sounds pretty safe. So we let her go. Well, what they didn't tell us was they moved away from their previous town to get away from a toxic boyfriend. That boyfriend drove over in the middle of the night and the two girls snuck out. Mm. They got drunk. Uh, Renee passed out. And she believes she was, well, she was sexually abused uh, during that time. Uh, Not sure if it was actually a rape. Uh, That came out later. But um, she didn't know how to tell us. She she told her because brother. She felt guilty that she'd snuck horrible. out and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. She mm-hmm. felt horrible. And from that time on, she began to spiral downward. Yeah, That was her, like the, the piece that solidified, yes, I'm bad. I'm not worth this. I hate myself. And without ever telling us. She internalized it yes. and blamed herself. Mm-hmm. Somehow that because she'd gone out, she brought it upon herself, which of course mm-hmm. wasn't true. Right. So she tells her brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, she tells her brother so he could tell us. Mm-hmm. And then when he did, we brought her into the room and talked to her and, and asked her what happened and what have you. We called the police. Uh, we called the parents. We tried to push this down the road. But unfortunately, it didn't, didn't go far at all. At that point, we didn't. she hadn't fully told us or maybe even remembered yet that she'd been raped, just that he tried to do something, and that, of course, was traumatic enough. By the time that the real truth came out later, she, we didn't know, and she never got the help that she needed. Mm. And that did affect her for years to come. Yeah. So then that's, that's she's in high school then, mm-hmm. and then things get worse, yes. drugs and alcohol-wise, depression-wise, mm-hmm. everything? Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we... Um, got her the professional help um naively we thought we're good now mm-hmm. should be right fixed. right but right yeah. you almost feel like you have this a partner to help you like oh thank goodness i have someone that can solve this now for me it's gonna be fine now mm-hmm. really it really was faith part of something that this that helped you get through this oh yes a huge part it was what held us together um individually and as well as with our marriage because that's very stressful a lot of mm-hmm. tension yeah Um, Looking to God, his strength and help, yeah, kept me sane. When did you start the blog? After? Much after, because I was still very much trying to hide this, not wanting hardly anyone to know, because again, especially in the Christian community, we don't want people to think badly of us if they find out something like this is going on in your home. What are you doing? What are you really doing? And, you know, we we want to think that's not true, but I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Dave. I think I have to you, um, that a friend of mine who was really deeply ensconced in leadership at a very Mm -hmm. big church, uh, talked about uh, depression 
um, on her Facebook page. Uh, there'd been a well-known star who'd committed suicide, and she said, I just want you to know that I've struggled with depression through much of my adult life, and here's how I deal with it. And the church actually pulled her in and said, you're in leadership. You really shouldn't you know, be dealing with these issues or talking about oh, this on she, Facebook in so this bad. day and age. Oh. Oh, so, you know, we can, we can say, oh, no, you don't, I, Dana, I'm sure it wouldn't have been like that, but mm-hmm. surprisingly, in some cases, it is. And some Christians even say, if your faith was strong enough, oh, you yes. wouldn't have to take mm-hmm. anti Depressants. If your more. faith was, yeah, mm-hmm. if you prayed more, then mm-hmm. you wouldn't be depressed. And I, I don't know that we say that to people who have cancer. If you prayed more, mm-hmm. you don't need the chemo. God will heal you. I'm mm-hmm. not saying God can't heal you, mm-hmm. but if the Lord has given us doctors and treatment for things, then why can't mm-hmm. it be used for mental health issues as well? Exactly. Right. Yes. And one of the things I love when you guys first sat down is that you said immediately you apologize to your daughter. And yeah, you know I that too. We Angie yeah. and I were just talking about, you know, our parents and things that we wish we could redo, or I'm sure they wish they could redo. And one of the things our parents hadn't done was apologize for not recognizing things sooner. So it just shows us not for the apology, but that you guys are in this for the long haul with her, you love her. Mm -hmm. And that just shows me your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. And it's it's very, very hard to diagnose something like this when you're, you're, you've got tunnel vision, you it's hard to see it from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Yes. How did the healing start when so she's high school years are tough then what <laughs> well she was actually out on the streets we advanced this forward and uh, but there was a an ex-drug addict that she'd befriended at our church and he kept tabs on her and he knew she was spiraling really down far and he called us one night and said we're going to have a come to Jesus talk with Renee mm-hmm. so we want you to guys to be praying and we we said fine great and so we were praying, and in a couple of days he called us and says, we've got Renee, and uh, just keep praying, because they were committed to get her into treatment. Wow, what a friend. Yes, and so it was this small community from our church that did this, like, intervention, and she was at a point, she partied real hard the night before, and that's where she carved the things in her arm, and when they took her to the detox, uh, or the treatment center, they wouldn't take her, because she had fresh wounds and she wasn't detoxed. So they said, bring her back in five days. And so they took her for five days and kept her safe. Wow. Did fun things, did church, did prayer, did Bible studies, did... Magic basketball concerts games. Concerts and Boy, basketball games. about a great friend. Concerts. Yes. Yeah. They just and then, loved her. And then took her uh, to the treatment center. Thank goodness she had that Christian community around you. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So then she went to the treatment center. And what had she carved in her arm? I didn't see that in the movie trailer. Well, it was F up. Oh. How she felt about herself. About what she d- she Guilt. felt that she had, even though some of these things were out of her control that had happened to her mentally, the way she was feeling, like mm-hmm. you said, the sensory issues, that she was overly influenced. And so this blog then you start, so she gets into treatment. She, how, how's she doing now? She's doing well, very well. She's yeah. 30 years old today. Wow. And she's the healthiest place she's ever been. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Working her recovery, counseling. She's yeah. been fully reconciled mm-hmm. to her siled with our family for quite some time um, and actually this would have been her second rehab right out of high school she crashed and burned several times um, that summer when she would be drinking heavily or on drugs and she'd be taken advantage of by a guy mm. and she would feel so horrible she'd cut herself up severely and end up in the hospital mm. And that happened several times, not too far apart. Oh. And so her friends were all going to college and 
we were helping her find a rehab. Yeah. And, and she then had the, the second time when the when the friends had helped her is the time that it stuck. Yes. And then you start this blog. And again, give people the blog because I think a lot of parents can relate. It's at hopeforhurtingparents.com. And they can also sign up for a free email subscription. They can choose how often they want to get it. They're just words of hope, encouragement, and comfort. Scripture, what a great community prayer. you've started because yes. you obviously didn't have that kind of community at your fingertips on your computer. So wonderful that you have that now. Here she is 30, but you still feel a calling to help other parents through oh, this yes. difficult time. So Hope for Hurting Parents and the movie. Give us the name of the movie. Oh, it's called To Write Love on Her Arms. And, oh, I, nice. and it's online. Yes, because yes. I, I watched the trailer and yes. then saw the link to the movie as well. Well, thank you both so much for coming in. Uh, what a beautiful story of hope. You know, how something that seems like um, will never get better or a, a child lost can, mm-hmm. you know, has come back to you. Yes. Thank Thanks you for both. Us. What a Cheers, blessing. Guys. Great to be here. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Angie. Uh, Let's talk now to Adam Katz with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. And Adam, you help the kids whose parents are dealing with cancer because oftentimes the kids don't get to be kids when their parents are sick, correct? That's it, exactly. Peyton is 10, Rylan is 8, and they both would love to play a sport. They like basketball and baseball and soccer. For $100, you can sponsor one of these kids. How do we sponsor them for a sport this spring? Uh, Give me a call and tell me which one you want to do. The sports are baseball, basketball, and soccer. They love them all. They cost about $100 each. The mother in this situation is battling breast cancer, so it's just gotten a little too expensive for them at this point. And the children shouldn't miss out simply because the parents are struggling right now. I agree. Peyton is 10. Rylan is 8. They shouldn't miss out on sports. Their mom dealing with breast cancer. They're already going through a hard time, and this would allow them to be kids. If you want to sponsor either of them, call Adam at 720-530-9482, 720-530-9482, or go to DoreenKatzMemorial.org. Welcome back to the good news. Well, isn't it amazing to see all of the advancements taking place in the medical world? A new cancer therapy has been approved for certain people dealing with a specific type of advanced cancer, giving new hope. And joining us to explain is Dr. Michael Harrison with the Duke Cancer Center. Welcome, Dr. Harrison. Thank you. So we're talking about a specific type of cancer, bladder cancer. So tell us how common it is. Well, bladder cancer is actually fairly common, and I think this is underappreciated. It's the fifth most common cause of cancer in the U.S., so it will affect about 80,000 people in the U.S. this year. Okay. Now, in terms of signs, is there anything that people should be looking for um, if they're having some problems, issues? What would some of those signs and symptoms be of bladder cancer? So when bladder cancer is caught early on, a lot of the symptoms are very visible, and they're things like blood in the urine, having urinary uh, tract symptoms such as having to urinate more often than usual, pain or burning during urination, or feeling as if people have to go immediately. Some of those symptoms, though, can be confused with things like urinary tract infection. So that sometimes leads to a little bit later diagnosis. So I I understand that this is a difficult cancer to treat, but there is something uh, uh, that just became available, a new treatment option. It's pretty important because uh, there weren't a lot of options in the past. That's a great point. So, So the new treatment options are available for advanced bladder cancer, which is when the bladder cancer has spread outside the bladder. So other names for that are stage four cancer or metastatic cancer. And in that setting, the standard of care was chemotherapy and specifically cisplatin chemotherapy. Unfortunately, though, about half of people 
were not eligible to get that type of cisplatin chemotherapy. And this could be for many reasons. So this was maybe because of their age, because of their condition, such as they were too frail, or other medical problems, such as uh, having some degree of kidney dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So this is where the immunotherapies have come in and given patients new hope. Well, we always like to hear about new hope. Uh, so explain how this therapy you know, works or how people become in, uh, eligible for it, because I'm sure uh, that if there is something new available that may give new hope, people want to know more about it. Sure. So there are kind of two settings. So these are, again, both when the cancer is advanced And in the kind of first-line or untreated setting, when patients are not eligible for cisplatin chemotherapy, they could be eligible for immunotherapy, and that's like atezolizumab is one example. That was the first approved drug. The second setting or example is when patients have had cisplatin or other platinum-based chemotherapy and been failed by it, then immunotherapy could be an option in that setting. And immunotherapy is a little bit of a different paradigm in how it works from chemotherapy. Chemotherapy essentially works by poisoning the cancer cells, and we hope that there's not a lot of overlap with the normal cells that would cause toxicity. Ah. Immunotherapy actually works, though, in a a totally different way. It, It harnesses the immune system, and it helps the immune system to, number one, recognize that the cancer is a foreign invader, number two, to find and seek out the cancer, and number three, to kill it, or at least to control it. All right, so if, um, you know, if, if a person is diagnosed with bladder cancer or someone they love is diagnosed, uh, uh, what should they do? Well, so when, when someone's diagnosed with bladder cancer, I think it's important to be an, an advocate and be proactive. Mm-hmm. So specifically, people should talk to their doctor uh, and get an on- oncologist consultation, so, so a, a specialist that, that specializes in bladder cancer. And I think it's important to to consider maybe a referral to an academic center. There's been so much change in the past year with with five new drug approvals mm-hmm. that a lot of a lot has changed, and there's a lot of clinical research going on. And sometimes going to an academic center, people can get a a kind of an opinion about what to do next. You know, I'm always a curious doctor, just as an aside, whenever I interview people that work in oncology, um, I'm curious. I know we don't know exactly, like if you do this, this, and this, you won't get cancer. But I'm curious if you live a lifestyle that um, where you practice a lot of things like healthy eating and exercise because of, of what you see every day. That's a great question. And that's that's actually one of my passions is that I happen to do exercise research. So I research physical activity and exercise in patients with cancer. So I think if you were to kind of list top things that people should do to avoid getting cancer, you know, number one is to not smoke or to stop smoking if you already smoke. So there is a clear link between smoking and bladder cancer. There's about a fourfold increase or a fourfold increased risk. Um, As far as as far as physical activity and diet, the, the research is a little bit less clear, but there's some early research suggesting that physical activity could maybe prevent bladder cancer from occurring. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. All right, doctor, where can people go to get more information? So there are two websites that I encourage my patients to go to, and I would encourage your listeners to go to. Number one is the Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network website, and that's www.bcan.org. And the second is the American Cancer Society website, and that's www.cancer.org. And both of those have a lot of great information about bladder cancer, about treatments, including specifically immunotherapy, and also about clinical trials and and how to get in touch with people to see if patients are eligible for those. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Harrison with the Duke Cancer Center. Thank you. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.